Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. You know, no matter what the Warriors' record is, when they play the Kings, there's just some there's some extra juice there. It's, yeah. a, it's not a very long rivalry, obviously. It really just kind of dates back to well, last year. But there's just something about this game when these two teams play that just brings out the best, really, in both sides. It's 10-9 right now, Sacramento up over the Warriors early. Even Kavon Looney puts up, like, big rebounding numbers against them, you know? And it's like, DeMontis Sabonis goes out there and is a double-double machine, and Darren Fox goes out and just puts... It's just like, I don't... It's funny, because they really only played one playoff series last year, but you kind of felt like last season... It was like the Kings were a little bit back to like the early stages of what the young younger Warriors looked like before they won a title. Thousand percent. And Kevin Herter, who was really good last year, has been terrible. Yep. Uh, he just gets to the steal there against Clay Thompson. But like this Kings team, I was talking to with somebody uh, about just like the West. We were having a conversation about who do you trust, and we were going into the depth chart of the Thunder versus the Kings. And I think given you know what the depth chart looks like. I think the the Kings are like a far worse team than the Thunder. I think they're not nearly as deep. I think that they don't have nearly as many stars. Even their starting five, I don't love outside of Sabonis, Keegan Murray, and De'Aaron Fox. Like I think Harrison Barnes, who just hits that shot right there, I don't think he's very good. I don't think Kevin Herter's very good anymore. I don't know what's going on with them, but like I think I think the second unit for the OKC Thunder could beat the Spurs. Yeah, I I agree, man. You know what's funny about as bad as the Warriors are? Still, like, if there's two teams that come to town, I would pay anything to go see. Lakers, of course, Mm because of LeBron, and then the Mm -hmm. Warriors because it's Steph, Clay, and maybe Dre. We'll see if he's actually going to be on the floor. But uh, I would still go see him, you know? And they're still an attraction, but they're bad. They stink. And and I blame Andrew Wiggins. The majority of the blame goes to Andrew Wiggins because they paid him. He got the bag, and... I know there was like some off the court stuff, but like look at those numbers this year. All career eleven lows. points. He's shooting twenty nine percent from three. He hasn't been the same since he took that, you know, the personal leave last yep. year. So again, stuff going on in your personal life, I get it. But like you just watch this team and it's all kind of happened where they've just fallen off of a cliff. And look, some of it's age too, right? I mean, Clay also missed two years for some really big injuries. Torn ACL, torn Achilles. You missed two years coming back from that. His game's a little different. It's not based on athleticism, so it, it helps in a sense. But he hasn't looked the same. We're just so used to seeing the Warriors for so many years just have those spurts in, like, the third quarter where they come out and they're just lighting teams up. And yeah. you go, like, oh, we're not we're not seeing that anymore. The effortless way that they would score, it just doesn't exist. Yeah, no, it's it's just a team with Steph and then nobody else that you could trust. Like, you've got Dario Sarge getting significant minutes. That just is <laughs> what all you really need to know. It's clear Bob Myers knew what was coming. Like Sean Payton saw the writing on the wall in New Orleans, and he left the Saints. It's like, that's the point where you say, okay, I'm out. Oh, Harrison Barnes hitting a couple of threes, Revenge game. Revenge game. Yeah, it will be a revenge game for him. He loves playing against the Do you guys remember when Harrison Barnes, before he was a freshman at North Carolina, was a first-team All-American? They were comparing him to Kobe Bryant. I know. I will never forget that. You know, his uh, former coach, Roy Williams, said that he was the most athletic guy he had ever had at UNC. Really? Yeah. I mean, he was, nuts? Hey, look, he was good, yeah. but it's the, the one thing that always drives me nuts. First off, preseason All-Americans, it's a stupid thing in general, but to then put freshmen that haven't played a single second of college basketball on a preseason All-American team is the dumbest thing we could possibly do. And preseason rankings are terrible, too. Yeah, they're stupid, too. Yeah, they are dumb. I remember last year they put UNC number one, and oh, I watched yeah. them at the Phil Knight Invitational. I was like, this team, 
I didn't think they would miss the tournament, but like you could tell they weren't any good. Yeah. yeah. Any good. I mean, college football too. It's pretty yeah. ridiculous every year, you know? I mean, it's kind of crazy to see Alabama with the third best odds to win the national championship. They're losing everybody, and they have a new coaching staff. But I do like Kalen DeBoer. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the preseason stuff. I did love Harrison Barnes. I, I haven't liked Harrison Barnes the first championship run with the Warriors. Problem for him was he wasn't Kevin Durant. Right. So He fit the role that he had. Yeah. It was almost like Andrew Wiggins kind of took over that role but did it better once he came to Golden State where you're like the third, fourth option, and you don't have like high, high expectations – Harrison Barnes was in a good spot at his peak in Golden State. But, yeah, when yeah. you're not Kevin Durant, I mean, of course, you're not and, Kevin Durant. And Wiggins has had a weird career, right? Like, he was in Minnesota with Cat. They were super soft. Jimmy he, Butler oh, yeah. goes there. And he knew right away what the deal was with that team. Alphas him and, and, you know, bullies him. And then Wiggins goes to Golden State and all of a sudden just became like a demon in the playoffs. Like, we never had seen that side of Andrew Wiggins before. That was the only knock on him is I thought he was kind of soft. Turns out, no, he, he had it in him, but then something happened. And now he stinks. Yeah, I just, again, I don't, this Warriors team is a mess, but there's not really, I, I just don't think there's much they can do. I really don't think that there's that much they can do. And then watching them now is just going to be, it's kind of sad. Honestly, I think it's sad. When you watch a team like this just kind of fall off, they're all, all dynasties die, but watching it die, they were so much fun in their peak. They yeah. were so much fun to watch. Oh, yeah, man. I They really were, though. They changed the game. I mean, they were a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Now, I kind of hate them, though, because, you know, when I think greatest team of all time, I always want to remember the 95-96 Bulls, 72-10. and 10. Didn't mean a thing without the ring, and they got the ring. 73-9 and nine Warriors did not get the ring. That's true. So their name should be erased from the history books. They would have got the ring, though, if Draymond didn't give shattered dreams in the NBA Finals. They had all the momentum, dude. They would have won that They series. lost yep. all the momentum because mm-hmm. he kicked the man in the junk. That's what happens. That's the thing with Draymond. Do like, I try to defend him, and I do like Draymond. I love... Yeah. I love listening to Draymond break down the game. Oh, I love so Draymond smart. off the court. And I kind of like Draymond being a little bit of a psychopath. I got that in me, too. But you can't be like, <laughs> like the first thing I taught my son, like if you get in a fight, you don't kick somebody in the junk below the belt. You, you punch him in the nose. Yeah. Then you stab him. <laughs> I'm not OJ. Allegedly. Allegedly, of course, Allegedly. of course. Although he did that. Yeah. Well, I mean. We've seen yeah, we've seen enough specials on that and documentaries on it. So the glove fits, you know. Yeah, if the glove don't fit, you ain't got. Wait, what is it? Okay, so BetMGM has one more here that I want to look at as we get ready for this weekend because they, I mean, the markets are starting to really expand. You know what comes next, guys? It's all the props for the Super Bowl. Oh, they're gonna say XFL. Well, there's the you know UFL. Will you stop it? You must give them the respect they deserve. The merger, baby. They're together as one. Yeah, they're all together in synergy. Yeah, the Rock got that done. He did. Yeah. We got the D.C. Defenders still, though. Hey, they were in the championship game. Lost to the Battle Dragons, unfortunately, or whoever beat them. But we got there. In the lab, just breaking down rosters for his futures bets for the XFL. And damn it, if he wasn't exactly correct about the D.C. Defenders. Hey, we went to opening night, me, my boy, and Amanda. And Amanda said, I'm never coming to one of these again. (laughs) You know what I did? Got season tickets. Yeah, she didn't like it. She didn't like the game. No? What did she not like about it? I just don't like really anything. She didn't know any of the players. Oh, yeah. Just bored. Yeah, it's the XFL. I get it. Not I the best it. quarterback play. So highest scoring game this weekend. Detroit at San Francisco, minus 200. Kansas City at Baltimore, plus 155. I think that's one of those markets where you look at it and say, you're not taking the plus 155. Yeah. Kansas City at Baltimore with that weather report. Detroit at San Francisco. Price right. right. I think we yes. can all agree on that. 
Not much there for it? No. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, th- those are like a little bit more interesting if you have at least four games. But yeah. now it's like, well, Now we're getting to that point. Yeah. I like the under in KC Baltimore. And I lean the over, but I haven't played it yet in San Fran. Yeah. I just, I kind of have the same feeling about the San Francisco-Detroit game that I did the Green Bay game. And I ended up betting the over in that game, and I was off. You know? I worry a little bit about like... But that's te- the rain. Yeah, the rain. I just, mm-hmm. I kind of worry like about these teams like just driving and then getting into the red zone and settling for field goals. Yes. Mainly the 49ers because Shanahan just doesn't have uh, that aggression. But Dan Campbell, I don't see Dan Campbell kicking field goals. Detroit no, can't kick field it. goals, man. You can't beat the Niners kicking field goals. So they're going to have to go for it. Will you be shocked if we come in on Monday and Detroit is going to the Super Bowl? I won't be shocked. To be I, I would be you. shocked. Yes. Would I you? would be shocked. Yep, I would. I would. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to figure this thing out, with especially knowing that Brock Purdy's going to be throwing the football in really good conditions. Even if that run defense for Detroit really causes issues for Christian McCaffrey, you've got versatile guys. And Debo, I, here's my prediction. Debo's out there, but he's very limited and mostly a decoy and doesn't yeah. have a big role. But you still, as Detroit, have to respect that. So they'll find ways to at least just... Use him and confuse the defense one way or the other. Get him involved slightly. Christian McCaffrey's so versatile. right? they got a lot of guys that are really versatile on that offense. They'll find ways to utilize that and work around the run defense that Detroit has. Yeah, I mean, I'm betting them, but it wouldn't shock me if Detroit got it done. Like, if they got pressure on You're Purdy. Niners it, minus seven? It. Yeah, yeah. I like the Niners. Yeah, and I, and I did the money line parlay. No, we never got to a seven and a half yet. Would you take the Detroit plus seven and a half? I wouldn't. Still, I'm no. just I'm in on 49ers. That's it. No, I wouldn't. I, I don't think I would. And I don't know that we get there just because of like what Pat said too. I mean, there's so much money being pumped into the Lions, and yet the number went from six and a half still to seven, and they haven't even yep. announced Debo in yet. Nah, we're not going to get to seven and a half. I don't. Think and I still don't either. think I would. No. Um, which is crazy because I said I wouldn't be shocked if Detroit won the game, but I, there's just like so much has to go right. You know, I hate betting a game if like my my breakdown is well we're gonna need three turnovers because right. Brock Purdy I don't mm-hmm. like I don't know that Shanahan's gonna call a game where you know they're, they're gonna have the opportunity or the possibility of even having three turnovers. Everything might be really safe in this game with Purdy. You know, a lot of like I think he's gonna throw the ball a lot. Yeah, but I think it's gonna be a lot of guys being schemed open here. Well, this was somebody that was as accurate as any quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he was the. He was the most efficient quarterback in the NFL during the regular season, and you watch when he was disrupted, and you go, okay, yeah. how, how do we work around this? One, we don't have to deal with the weather anymore, so do you get him in a rhythm early? Is it a lot of dink and dunk? Is it a lot of quick passes? Get the ball out of his hands. Make sure the Detroit, Aiden Hutchinson specifically, is not getting up in his face. He's been a sack machine recently. So, yeah, look, there's nobody smarter than Kyle Shanahan when it comes to offense in the NFL, period. Yeah. Yeah. He will find a way to work around any of the deficiencies they have, but I do think it's going to be based also on I got a young, inexperienced quarterback that has a little playoff experience, but last game, not great form. Yeah, and it, I yeah, th- th- this is this is a time to just get his confidence up early in the game and take advantage of that. Yeah, give him some easy throws to start yep. the game, right? Use some play action, obviously. Maybe try to get the run game going. I know Detroit's good against the run, but it is Christian McCaffrey. Use Mitchell a little bit, man. Who knows? Maybe they'll use Kyle Uzcheck a little bit here. He hasn't done much lately. I mean, he's a great blocker, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they can mix some things up. It's just with with San Francisco, you know, the number is where it's at. I think they're the better team. I think this is Super Bowl or bust for them because I don't think they're going to be able to bring back this entire roster. And they've been here um, to the Super Bowl, to the NFC Championship game. And I feel like this is almost maybe their last opportunity fully together. And 
Last week, they didn't play really well against Green Bay, but also, like you said, Trista, there was the rain. And also, they hadn't played a meaningful game in like a month, really, when you think about mm-hmm. it. They didn't play anybody Week 18, but even before that, I mean, they played the Commanders. You know, maybe that game meant something for Trent Williams and Kyle Shanahan, but the rest of the team kind of just sleepwalked yeah. and still yeah. kicked their ass because they're a brutal football team. Were, not next year, of course, when Ben Johnson comes yeah. and they get uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels, but Can't this wait. year they were brutal. Yes. So, I think the Niners, I hate to be this guy again, like cliche guy, but I think that might have been the best thing that happened to him, almost losing that game, feeling some pressure against a Green Bay team because now you're motivated. You have this game at home. You know Detroit's playing with house money, you know, even though they have a good team. I mean, nobody expected the Lions to be here yet, so um, I think they're going to be fully prepared for this game, and I think they're going to kick their ass. Which that also is highest-scoring team this weekend, San Francisco, minus 105. And then it's a huge gap, too. Baltimore, plus 310. Detroit, 5-1. to one, Kansas City, plus 550. Obviously, these are also priced on the two favorites are going to be up there what's in Baltimore Detroit, and San Francisco. So what's Detroit on the money line? What's that number? You're thinking just like I'm thinking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, let me see. Plus two. I, it, it's not plus 500. So yeah, if you think so Detroit's going to win, it's Detroit money line plus 275. Yeah, you're getting double the value. You, yep. If you like Detroit to win this game, then you should t- make them yeah. the highest scoring uh, yep. game, a team in this uh, in this weekend. Yeah, that'd be my middle. That'd be my hedge right there. Yeah. Like, you know, a small little play on them to be the most, you know, the highest scoring team. Because I got the mm-hmm. San Francisco first half, money line, and full game. So. Yeah, plus 500 would be a decent bet. I'm not going to do it, but that would be a good look. I yeah, think. I agree. It's a good hedge. Total's yeah. up to 51 and a half. Still like the over here? I don't know. It's a lot of points it's for a, a playoff game, man. But, man, yeah. that Lions pass defense is so bad. I think it still goes over. I really do. And, like, San Francisco, as good as the defense is, they're not great. They're not as great as, like, Baltimore's defense. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Aaron Jones had over 100 rushing yards. It just depends. There's certain runs that they can't defend. That's why I think this should be a bigger Gibbs game. And that's why I took the Montgomery receiving and not rushing, though. You know, they're yeah. going to have to hit some explosives, though. They're going to have Buffalo. You know, Buffalo, like, if you go back and watch the Buffalo-Kansas City game, that was the difference in that game. In Kansas City, had, like, six plays over 20 yards, Buffalo had zero. And I think that's going to be the same thing in the San Fran-Detroit game. You're going to have to hit some explosives. Yeah, I'm looking to see, because we've got had outside wide receivers two weeks in a row now go crazy uh, against the Lions. You saw it last week. And, and again, you saw it with Puka Nakua. So if you like Brandon Ayuk to have like 90 receiving yards, 100 receiving yards, 90 is plus 125, 100 is plus 160. That's an interesting look if Debo doesn't go. I know that Kittle, James Cole likes Kittle, but I just yeah. feel like these outside wide receivers have done real, real damage against Detroit. Did you see the practice tape of Debo today? He got in a limited and he was yeah. running pretty well, but... Yeah, man. I just I, I think he plays. I just I don't think he's gonna be a hundred percent. I know he's not going to be a hundred percent. This is kind of one of those games where you feel like you're gonna try to push it just to be involved, right? And then no, hopefully I'm out there. You you pit safe, you don't let you want Debo to try to avoid any major injury, and then you know two weeks if you win before you go to the Super Bowl time to rest up. Yeah, and that's a good thing. You're still out there. So yeah. I think he's active, but I just I would not take very much in terms of like stock in him actually being overly involved in the offense. Yeah, if it's a regular season game, zero percent chance he's playing. But because it's sure. the NFC Championship game, I expect him to be out there with a good little Toradol sandwich. And then, like you said, you get the extra week to prepare if you win for the Super Bowl. And then you you you, you rest and you recover all off season long. Could be a Toradol shake too. Doesn't have to be a sandwich. That's true. Lots of different ways you can consume. That, that is true. <laughs> or just an injection, good old fashioned. Well, that's way. that's the normal way. Yeah. That is that's true too. How it goes. Speaking of that, I slept on my neck wrong. I could use one of those right now. Oh, it's a 
It's awful. It's hit me now. You know the end of the day when stuff gets you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I must have slept with my neck, like my shoulder in my ear. It's pet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL. Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. You know, no matter what the Warriors' record is, when they play the Kings, there's just some there's some extra juice there. It's yeah. a, it's not a very long rivalry. Obviously, it really just kind of dates back to well, last year. But there's just something about this game when these two teams play that just brings out the best, really, in both sides. It's 10-9 right now, Sacramento up over the Warriors early. Even Kevon Looney puts up, like, big rebounding numbers against them, you know? And it's like DeMontis Sabonis goes out there and is a double-double machine, and De'Aaron Fox goes out and just puts it's just like I don't it's funny because they really only played one playoff series last year but you kind of felt like last season was like the Kings were a little bit back to like the early stages of what the young younger Warriors looked like before they won a title thousand percent and Kevin Herter who was really good last year has been terrible yep Uh, he just gets to steal there against Clay Thompson but like this Kings team I was talking to with somebody uh, about just like the West we were having a conversation about who do you trust and we were going into the depth chart of the Thunder versus the Kings. And I think, given you know what the depth chart looks like, I think the, the Kings are like a far worse team than the Thunder. I think they're not nearly as deep. I think that they don't have nearly as many stars. Even their starting five I don't love, outside of Sabonis, Keegan Murray, and De'Aaron Fox. Like I think Harrison Barnes, who just hits that shot right there, I don't think he's very good. I don't think Kevin Herter's very good anymore. I don't know what's going on with them, but like I think – I think the second unit for the OKC Thunder could beat the Spurs. Yeah, I, I agree, man. You know what's funny about as bad as the Warriors are? Still, like, if there's two teams that come to town, I would pay anything to go see. Yes. Lakers, of course, because mm-hmm. of LeBron, and then the mm-hmm. Warriors because Steph, Clay, and maybe Dre. We'll see if he's actually going to be on the floor. But uh, I would still go see him, you know? And they're still an attraction, but they're bad. They stink. And, and I blame Andrew Wiggins. The majority of the blame goes to Andrew Wiggins because they paid him. He got the bag. And I know there was, like, some off-the-court stuff, but, like, look at those numbers this year. All career 11 lows. points. He's shooting 29% from three. He hasn't been the same since he took that, you know, the personal leave last yep. year. So, again, stuff going on in your personal life, I get it. But, like, you just watch this team, and it's all kind of happened where they've just fallen off of a cliff. And, look, some of it's age, too, right? I mean, Clay also missed two years for some really big injuries. Torn ACL, torn Achilles. You missed two years coming back from that. His game's a little different. It's not based on athleticism, so it, it helps in a sense. But he hasn't looked the same. We're just so used to seeing the Warriors for so many years just have those spurts in, like, the third quarter where they come out, and they're just lighting teams up. And yeah. you go, like, oh. We're not we're not seeing that anymore. The effortless way that they would score, it just doesn't exist. Yeah, no, it's it's just a team with Steph and then nobody else that you could trust. Like you've got Dario Sarge getting significant minutes. That just <laughs> is what all you really need to know. It's clear Bob Myers knew what was coming. Yeah. Like Sean Payton saw the writing on the wall in New Orleans and he left the Saints. It's like that's the point where you say, okay, I'm out. Oh, Harrison Barnes in a couple of threes, Revenge though. game. Revenge game. Yeah, it will be a revenge he, game for he him. He loves playing Do against Do you guys remember when Harrison Barnes, before he was a freshman at North Carolina, was a first-team All-American? They were comparing him to Kobe Bryant. I oh, know. Yeah. I will never forget that. You know, his uh, former coach, Roy Williams, said that he was the most athletic guy he had ever had at UNC. Really? Yeah. I mean, he was. Nuts? Look, he was good, yeah. but it's the, the one thing that always drives me nuts 
first off, preseason All-Americans, it's a stupid thing in general. But to then put freshmen that haven't played a single second of college basketball on a preseason All-American team is the dumbest thing we could possibly do. And preseason rankings are terrible, too. Yeah, they're stupid, too. Yeah, they are dumb. I remember last year they put UNC number one, and oh, I watched yeah. them at the Phil Knight Invitational. I was like, this team, I didn't think they would miss the tournament, but, like, you could tell they weren't any good. Yeah. yeah. Any good. I mean, college football, too. It's pretty yeah. ridiculous every year, you know? I mean, it's kind of crazy to see Alabama with the third-best odds to win the national championship. They're losing everybody. And they have a new coaching staff. But I do like Kalen DeBoer. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the preseason stuff. I did love Harrison Barnes. I, I haven't liked Harrison Barnes the first championship run with the Warriors. Problem for him was he wasn't Kevin Durant. Right. So He fit the role that he had. Yeah. It was almost like Andrew Wiggins kind of took over that role but did it better once he came to Golden State where you're like the third, fourth option and you don't have like high, high expectations. Harrison Barnes was in a good spot at his peak in Golden State. But, yeah, when yeah. you're not Kevin Durant, I mean, of course, you're not and, Kevin Durant. And Wiggins has had a weird career, right? Like, he was in Minnesota with Cat. They were super soft. Jimmy yeah, Butler oh, goes yeah. there. And he knew right away what the deal was with that team. Alphas him and, and, you know, bullies him. And then Wiggins goes to Golden State and all of a sudden just became like a demon in the playoffs. Like, we never had seen that side of Andrew Wiggins before. That was the only knock on him is I thought he was kind of soft. Turns out, no, he, he had it in him. But then something happened, and now he stinks. Yeah, I just, again, I don't, this Warriors team is a mess, but there's not really... I, I just don't think there's much they can do. I really don't think that there's that much they can do. And then watching them now is just going to be... It's kind of sad. Honestly, I think it's sad. When you watch a team like this just kind of fall off, they're all, all dynasties die, but watching it die, they were so much fun in their peak. They yeah. were so much fun to watch. Oh, yeah, man. I They really were, though. They changed the game. I mean, they were a lot mm -hmm. of fun. Now, I kind of hate them, though, because... You know, when I think greatest team of all time, I always want to remember the 95-96 Bulls, 72-10. and 10. Didn't mean a thing without the ring, and they got the ring. 73-9 and nine Warriors did not get the ring. That's true. So their name should be erased from the history books. They would have got the ring, though, if Draymond didn't give shattered dreams in the NBA Finals. They had all the momentum, dude. They would have won that They series. lost yep. all the momentum because mm -hmm. he kicked the man in the junk. That's what happens. That's the thing with Draymond. Like that. I try to defend him, and I do like Draymond. I love... Yeah. I love listening to Draymond break down the game. Oh, I love so Draymond off the court. And I kind of like Draymond being a little bit of a psychopath. I got that in me, too. But you can't be like, <laughs> like the first thing I taught my son, like if you get in a fight, you don't kick somebody in the junk below the belt. You, you punch him in the nose. Yeah. Then you stab him. <laughs> I'm not OJ. Allegedly. Allegedly, of course, Allegedly. of course. Although he did that. Yeah. Well, I mean. We've seen yeah, we've seen enough specials on that and documentaries on it. So the glove fits, you know. Yeah, if the glove don't fit, you ain't got. Wait, what is it? Okay, so BetMGM has one more here that I want to look at as we Do get it. ready for this weekend because they, I mean, the markets are starting to really expand. You know what comes next, guys? It's all the props for the Super Bowl. Oh, they're gonna say XFL. Well, there's the you know UFL. Will you stop it? You must give them the respect they deserve. The merger, baby. They're together as one. Yeah, they're all are together they? in yeah. synergy. Yeah, the Rock got that done. Have you smell? Yeah. We got the D.C. Defenders still, though. Hey, they were in the championship game. Lost to the Battle Dragons, unfortunately, or whoever beat them. But I can't Ryan we got there. in the lab just breaking down rosters we for got his there. futures bets for the XFL. And damn it, if he wasn't exactly correct about the D.C. Defenders. Hey, we went to opening night, me, my boy, and Amanda. And Amanda said, I'm never coming to one of these again. <laughs> you know what I did? What got season beer tickets. Snake? Yeah, she didn't like it. She didn't like the game. No? What did she not like about it? I just don't like really anything. She didn't know any of the players. Oh, yeah. Just bored. Yeah, it's the XFL. I get it. Not I the best it. quarterback play. So highest scoring game this weekend. 
Detroit at San Francisco, minus 200. Kansas City at Baltimore, plus 155. I think that's one of those markets where you look at it and say, you're not taking the plus 155. Kansas City at Baltimore with that weather report. Detroit at San Francisco, price right. right. I think we can all agree on that. Not much there for it. No. Yeah. No. I mean, those are like a little bit more interesting if you have at least four games. But now it's like, Now we're getting to that point. Yeah. I like the under in KC Baltimore. And I lean the over, but I haven't played it yet in San Fran. Yeah. I just, I kind of have the same feeling about the San Francisco-Detroit game that I did the Green Bay game. And I ended up betting the over in that game, and I was off. You know? I worry a little bit about like... But that was the rain. Yeah, the rain. I just, Mm -hmm. I kind of worry like about these teams like just driving and then getting into the red zone and settling for field goals. Mainly the 49ers because Shanahan just doesn't have uh, that aggression. But Dan Campbell, I don't see Dan Campbell kicking field goals. Detroit can't kick field goals, man. You can't beat the Niners kicking field goals. So they're going to have to go for it. Will you be shocked if we come in? On Monday, and Detroit is going to the Super Bowl. I won't be shocked. To be I, I would be you. shocked. Yes, would I you? would be shocked. Yep, I would. I uh. would. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to figure this thing out with, especially knowing that Brock Purdy's going to be throwing the football in really good conditions. Even if that run defense for Detroit really causes issues for Christian McCaffrey, you've got versatile guys. And Debo, I, here's my prediction: Debo's out there. But he's very limited and mostly a decoy and doesn't have a big role. But you still, as Detroit, have to respect that. So they'll find ways to at least just use him and confuse the defense one way or the other. Get him involved slightly. Christian McCaffrey's so versatile. right? they got a lot of guys that are really versatile on that offense. They'll find ways to utilize that and work around the run defense that Detroit has. Yeah, I mean, I'm betting them, but it wouldn't shock me if Detroit got it done. Like, if they got pressure on Purdy. Niners minus seven? Yeah, yeah. I like the Niners. Yeah, and I, and I did the money line parlay. No, we never got to a seven and a half yet. Would you take the Detroit plus seven and a half? I wouldn't. Still, I'm no. just I'm in on 49ers. That's it. No, I wouldn't. I, I don't think I would. And I don't know that we get there just because of like what Pat said too. I mean, there's so much money being pumped into the Lions, and yet the number went from six and a half still to seven, and they haven't even yep. announced Debo in yet. Nah, we're not going to get to seven and a half. I don't. Think and I still don't either. think I would. No. Um, which is crazy because I said I wouldn't be shocked if Detroit won the game, but I, there's just like so much has to go right. You know, I hate betting a game if like my my breakdown is well we're gonna need three turnovers because right. Brock Purdy I don't mm-hmm. like I don't know that Shanahan's gonna call a game where you know they're, they're gonna have the opportunity or the possibility of even having three turnovers. Everything might be really safe in this game with Purdy. You know, a lot of like I think he's gonna throw the ball a lot. Yeah, but I think it's gonna be a lot of guys being schemed open here. Well, this was somebody that was as accurate as any quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he was the. He was the most efficient quarterback in the NFL during the regular season, and you watch when he was disrupted, and you go, okay, yeah. how, how do we work around this? One, we don't have to deal with the weather anymore, so do you get him in a rhythm early? Is it a lot of dink and dunk? Is it a lot of quick passes? Get the ball out of his hands. Make sure the Detroit, Aiden Hutchinson specifically, is not getting up in his face. He's been a sack machine recently. So, yeah, look, there's nobody smarter than Kyle Shanahan when it comes to offense in the NFL, period. Yeah. Yeah. He will find a way to work around any of the deficiencies they have, but I do think it's going to be based also on I got a young, inexperienced quarterback that has a little playoff experience, but last game, not great form. Yeah, and it, I yeah, th- th- this is this is a time to just get his confidence up early in the game and take advantage of that. Yeah, give him some easy throws to start yep. the game, right? Use some play action, obviously. Maybe try to get the run game going. I know Detroit's good against the run, but it is Christian McCaffrey. Use Mitchell a little bit, man. Who knows? Maybe they'll use Kyle Uzcheck a little bit here. He hasn't done much lately. I mean, he's a great blocker, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they can mix some things up. It's just with with San Francisco, you know, the number is where it's at. I think they're the better team. 
I think this is Super Bowl or bust for them because I don't think they're going to be able to bring back this entire roster. And they've been here um, to the Super Bowl, to the NFC Championship game. And I feel like this is almost maybe their last opportunity fully together. And last week they didn't play really well against Green Bay. But also, like you said, Trista, there was the rain. And also, they hadn't played a meaningful game in like a month, really, when you think about Mm -hmm. it. They didn't play anybody Week 18. But even before that, I mean, they played the Commanders. You know, maybe that game meant something for Trent Williams and Kyle Shanahan, but the rest of the team kind of just sleepwalked yeah. and still yeah. kicked their ass because they're a brutal football team. Were not next year, of course, when Ben Johnson comes yeah. and they get uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels, but Can't this wait. year they were brutal. Yes. So I think the Niners, I hate to be this guy again, like cliche guy, but I think that might have been the best thing that happened to them, almost losing that game, feeling some pressure against a Green Bay team because now you're motivated. You have this game at home. You know Detroit's playing with house money, you know, even though they have a good team. I mean, nobody expected the Lions to be here yet, so um, I think they're going to be fully prepared for this game, and I think they're going to kick their ass. Which that also is highest-scoring team this weekend, San Francisco, minus 105. And then it's a huge gap, too. Baltimore, plus 310. Detroit, 5-1. to one, Kansas City, plus 550. Obviously, these are also priced on the two favorites are going to be up there what's in Baltimore Detroit, and San Francisco. So what's Detroit on the money line? What's that number? You're thinking just like I'm thinking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, let me see. Plus two. I, it, it's not plus 500. So yeah, if you think so Detroit's going to win, it's Detroit money line plus 275. Yeah, you're getting double the value. You, yep. If you like Detroit to win this game, then you should t- make them yeah. the highest scoring uh, yep. game, a team in this uh, in this weekend. Yeah, that'd be my middle. That'd be my hedge right there. Yeah. Like, you know, a small little play on them to be the most, you know, the highest scoring team. Because I got the mm-hmm. San Francisco first half, money line, and full game. So. Yeah, plus 500 would be a decent bet. I'm not going to do it, but that would be a good look. I yeah, think. I agree. It's a good hedge. Total's yeah. up to 51 and a half. Still like the over here? I don't know. It's a lot of points it's for a, a playoff game, man. But, man, yeah. that Lions pass defense is so bad. I think it still goes over. I really do. And, like, San Francisco, as good as the defense is, they're not great. They're not as great as, like, Baltimore's defense. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Aaron Jones had over 100 rushing yards. It just depends. There's certain runs that they can't defend. That's why I think this should be a bigger Gibbs game. And that's why I took the Montgomery receiving and not rushing, though. You know, they're yeah. going to have to hit some explosives, though. They're going to have Buffalo. You know, Buffalo, like, if you go back and watch the Buffalo-Kansas City game, that was the difference in that game. In Kansas City, had, like, six plays over 20 yards, Buffalo had zero. And I think that's going to be the same thing in the San Fran-Detroit game. You're going to have to hit some explosives. Yeah, I'm looking to see, because we've got had outside wide receivers two weeks in a row now go crazy uh, against the Lions. You saw it last week. And, and again, you saw it with Puka Nakua. So if you like Brandon Ayuk to have like 90 receiving yards, 100 receiving yards, 90 is plus 125, 100 is plus 160. That's an interesting look if Debo doesn't go. I know that Kittle, James Cole likes Kittle, but I just yeah. feel like these outside wide receivers have done real, real damage against Detroit. Did you see the practice tape of Debo today? He got in a limited and he was yeah. running pretty well, but... Yeah, man. I just, I, I think he plays. I just, I don't think he's going to be 100%. I know he's not going to be 100%. This is kind of one of those games where you feel like you're going to try to push it just to be involved, right? And then, no, hopefully I'm out there. You, you pit safe. You don't let, you want Debo to try to avoid any major injury. And then, you know, two weeks if you win before you go to the Super Bowl time to rest up. Yeah, that's and a good thing. You're still out there. So, yeah. I think he's active, but I just, I would not take very much in terms of. Like stock in him actually being overly involved in the offense. Yeah, if it's a regular season game, zero percent chance he's playing. But because it's sure. the NFC Championship game, I expect him to be out there with a good little Toradol sandwich. And then, like you said, you get the extra week to prepare if you win for the Super Bowl. 
And then you 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 rest and you recover all off season long. Could be a tortle shake too. Doesn't have to be a sandwich. That's true. Lots of different ways you can consume. That is true. <laughs> or just an injection, good old fashioned. Well, that's way. that's the normal way. Yeah. That is that's true too. How it goes. Speaking of that, I slept on my neck wrong. I could use one of those right now. Oh, it's a. It's awful. It's hitting me now. You know the end of the day when stuff gets you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I must have slept with my neck, like my shoulder in my ear. It's pet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. <laughs> I ate almonds too close to the uh, rejoin there. It happens. It happens you know, to the best of need us. A quick snack. Um, again, I had to walk a mile to go upstairs and get something. So, you know, I'm just going to drink some water. Way hey, Ryan, take up. it away. Or Trista, take it away. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, the show doesn't just the fun. The, the show may end in 18 minutes, but let me tell you guys something really quick. Oh, the fun, the fun don't end on the Beck QL Network because in about seven hours... Bright and early, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. The Daily Tip will be taking Mm -hmm. these here airwaves, and they're going to get you guys set for NFC AFC Championship Weekend with the great Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Immediately following that, Mm -hmm. you're going to hear from the great Joe Ostrowski, Chicago legend, Mm -hmm. and Eric Aaron Hawksworth, not Eric, Aaron Hawksworth, originally from Canada, now roams the DMV. Mm -hmm. Um, You get a little bit of a break. You're going to hear Jim Rome. You're going to be like, I thought this was a betting network. What's that? Never mind. Yeah. You're going to hear Jim Rome. You're going to be like, what the hell? Do I have the wrong station on? What's up, clones? We're going to be like, we want Horvat. You're going to have to wait a little bit, unfortunately, because then Nick and Ken come in with You Better You Mm -hmm. Bet, number one sports betting podcast show in the world. All hail King Costos and King Barkley, the second greatest Barkley next to only Chuck. And then we come in. You Better You Bet. They move along. Bet MGM tonight, we come in. We got Trista Crick. We got Nick. We got Ryan. Tomorrow, I think we got PJ. We got Luke. Will he be awake for the show? We don't know yet. You got to <laughs> tune in to find out tomorrow, 7 to 11. If you miss it, check out the podcast. Check us out on Instagram. Text my bosses. Email them. Say, Horvat made me money tonight. He had the Knicks plus two and a half. All the other shows. Five-star bets on the Nuggets. Huh. They were wrong. I was right, damn it. I was right. You Doesn't get right. better though than the BetQL network again. Check out the daily tip six to nine tomorrow. Michael Jenkins, Chelsea Messenger, bringing you the action. Thanks, buddy. I'm good now. I got my good? almonds. That yeah, was that good. was great. Thank good you. work. Thank Do you, you want to actually filibuster the rest of the show? Ryan's pretty good at filibustering. Oh, I mean, where, where do you guys want to go? Best. We where can start with go? Tyreek Hill. He denied the fact that he filed for divorce after 76 days, which is a weird twist because he said. Uh, I what he said yeah I got on Twitter to see BS he wrote with a laughing emoji yeah no heck we didn't dope I don't understand this there was a report <laughs> that he like I don't it's just like so I think what happened was this, this is what I can I've been I've been sleuthing while Ryan's been filibustering <laughs> I was promoting the other shows on the network I just don't get this whole story they they, they so pe- basically this is uh one what? team one dream somebody said okay Tyreek Hill files for a petition for divorce in Broward County. Boy, no the heck we didn't. Don't put that in the air. We are happily married and going to stay that way. But then you look into the tweets, and um, Broward County does show that someone filed for divorce. But you can actually file uh, for divorce on someone else's behalf and uh, without their consent. The file apparently has been removed. And um, so they said that there was no kids involved, but 
they have two kids together. Well, one's on the way, and they have a baby together. So yeah. very clearly that um, the petition was was a uh, bufo or whatever, whatever it is. What's if that, I was what, a betting man, I would bet. This is so weird. They're going to get a divorce here in the next month. Where there's smoke. There's fire. You think so? Yeah, I've never heard, like, this couple's going to break up, and then they don't break up. You know, like, I'll never forget, guys. Mm-hmm. I loved the newlyweds. It was <laughs> Jessica Simpson, mm-hmm. who Oh, yeah, and I Nick loved. Lachey. And Nick Lachey. This I swear. And I loved him. I was like, look, he's just like us. He's a regular guy. He's is cutting his own lawn. Or is it tuna? <laughs> he's, got his, he's got his brother, Drew, who's less talented and uglier, coming over to hang out. You know, he's a good family <laughs> man. And then she cheated on him with Bam Margera, that... That, but anyway, uh, I kept hearing all the rumors. Jessica mm-hmm. Simpson cheats on him with Johnny Knoxville, and I'm like, Jessica Simpson hooking up with the jackass guys? No way. Where there was smoke, there was fire. Three months later, divorce. The end of the greatest show on MTV. Newlyweds. It's canceled. almost like being on reality TV doesn't make your life better. No, no. no. I think it usually no. just ruins people's lives in some way. Now you may make a lot of money. Except for Travis Kelsey, who had his own dating show called Catching Kelsey, That's and his true. life continued on beautifully, and now That's he's true. with Taylor Swift. That That's true. true, because none of those relationships were serious, right? Like no. It just was like a fun game for him, let's be honest. And really, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, how many of these relationships last? It's like, what, a 15 20% hit rate? I love those shows, though. Oh, I, miss, all I miss Flavor of Love. No, that was yeah, good. I like Flavor that Flav. one. Flavor Flav. Yeah, I like those kind of shows though. I think the last like reality show that people loved that I was actually into was Jersey Shore. It's been that long, like original Jersey Shore. Oh, None yeah. of this like Jim reunion. Laundry, yeah, like when it was actually good, and now they're not just like aged out and yeah. like us, where you're like you got to be home by eleven because I'm not staying out all night type thing. One stop. I miss. Yeah, you know who loves the Jersey Shore still is our guy Zach Gelb. On the Zach Gelb show. Does he really? Yeah, he has, like, Mike the Situation on the show and stuff. It, it, I always find it weird when, like... Yeah, I know. When, like, these guys turn it into careers. Yeah, like, I know. Like, Vinny and Polly. It's like, what do you guys do? You just, like... When I was in college, I they went They just to, go on press tours about their old show. Right. When, when I was in college, so what they do is, yeah, they go on press tours, and I'll never forget my buddies were like, hey, we got to go to uh, we gotta go to Two Dogs tonight. And I'm like, okay, why? And they're like, Brad from the real world and CT are going to be there. And I'm like, you guys are the biggest losers ever. Yeah. Aren't those guys like 45 years old? I couldn't old? imagine <laughs> going to see anybody from any reality <laughs> TV went, show anywhere, and Brad, period. Brad got drunk after like a half hour, and they had to have like the PR people take him home. After, like, three drinks, he was just annihilated. I was like... So everybody wasted their money and wasted their time going to see them. I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe if, like, Jess Galba was there, Jessica Simpson, then I'm all in on two dogs. You go to some of these parties, though, for the Super Bowl, which will, you know, we'll be in Vegas for that. Yeah. And you see some very high-level celebrities also getting thrown out of places drunk, just totally trashed. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady got thrown out of his own Super Bowl party. Remember that? No, he was carried off. Um, um, nicely, by his. And the best part about it was, it was like Blaine Gabbert had to take him yeah. home too. Yeah, that was great. He was just taking the Lombardi. Like my team, I would kill for them to win one more of those things. Brady just has so many. He's just like playing. He's literally throwing, he's it, throwing in the water. it like it's a vortex, you know. And then he's stumbling out off the boat, and he's just smiling. At everybody, hey guys, everybody. that was that was great. Dude. I will never forget the image of that. I love Tom Brady so much. Oh man. yeah, Giselle really screwed that one up. I, I agree. I agree. I think yeah. it was a big mistake. Man you know? had a goal. He just wanted one more year. He said play to 45. He wanted to play to 45, and he went to 44. Yeah. You know? Bitch. <laughs> Should have given him just one more chance. couldn't have just waited one more year. Right. I heard some rumblings that Brady's co-host is going to be Greg Olson, which would be freaking awesome. 
like in the booth together? Yes. With I think yeah. they should just make it a three man booth. I bet yeah. you they uh, that would make more sense. Yeah, honestly, you can't kick Greg, Greg Olson's out, man. so good. They have three no. person booths anyway. That would be. I mean, listen to what uh, uh, Tony Romo and Nance are doing right now. They have have everybody coming in. Yeah. They got Feely coming in. They got Tracy Wolfson coming in. Love her. They got Gene Steratore coming in. They got like a t- eight man booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why the hell do they have Feely in there though? I like, don't do know. we really need a special teams expert? Like, well, the... Feely was down on the field though. Yeah. He isn't in the booth though. Ever. No, right? no, no. But like, yeah. why even have right, him on the broadcast? It. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Romo is so weird. He's crossed the deep end, by the way. Like, he is. What was he talking about? Where, um, uh, well, well, I'll have Luke, because I didn't think of this until I actually forgot about it. Did you hear when they were going to commercial and he was talking about how, like, he plays games in his home by himself? To no, dance? no. I don't know. I got to find the clip. We gotta, I, we I don't have the full clip. quote. But I, uh, I do got to shout out Romo and Nance. Okay. I thought that was their. Like that was one of Jim Nance's best calls ever in that uh just cuz of the wide divisional right? game. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was money, man. And Romo was actually really good too. Well, cuz people have criticized him for so long. I think now he's kind of waking up a little bit. Like I should probably prep a little bit well, more. What I hate about Romo is he's like, "I don't know, Jim." And I'm like, "You make 13 million tone. You better know. You, you better know, but <laughs> you know, we're wrecking you." I, I love that though. Or they'll have like the 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 rules analyst come out and be like, "Well, I don't know." And it's like, "You don't know." The hell are you getting? Paid At least for, have right? an opinion, even yeah. if you're wrong. That's the thing. The rules analysts though, make they're something in, up. They're put in a tough spot though because they're basically asked they're, to predict what the call is going to be, and if it's the opposite, then they look like a jackass. Yeah, you just got to make stuff up. This is what I did when I was the uh, sports director at KSIB. I was just about to say, it. careful, Carissa Thompson already did this. No, no, like I would do this on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays when it was like the game of the week in high school sports. I'd be like, all right, Joey Gonzalez up to the bat, up to the plate, not up to the bat, up to the plate. <laughs> With his bat, though. He's got a 3.6 GPA, and his mother actually says that in his spare time, he likes to help the homeless. People will be like, man, is that true? And I'd be like, no, I just made that up. <laughs> what am I supposed to talk about with these kids? Uh, Mike you don't here, have fun facts about anything? Mike of them? here is uh, flunking math and he has his girlfriend pregnant. <laughs> I hope you didn't do too many of those. That's how you get yourself in trouble. Well, clearly you're fine. But No, 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 no. I didn't do too He's much. He's just of that. gone on and now admitted all these lies. Well, you know, there's a statute radio. of limitations, so it's fine. Yeah, that's what no, Chris said. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got, I got past it. I got past it. I, all I needed was demo tape. And now, making the it. big bucks here in They're Washington, They're not going to fact D.C. check your debt. Here's, <laughs> here's a little tip for anyone trying to get into the business. Uh, no executives are going to fact check your demo tape. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Get an Instagram account. Yeah. Start green screening your takes. And that's your demo tape. You know, Demo tapes are dead, by the way. The demo tape creator, like those guys that you would pay, which I never wanted to do, to like cut you up mm-hmm. like a perfect demo tape, they never pick the right things anyway. Yeah. Those you got to pick are, it out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Got to pick like, it You out give yourself. them like a specific amount and then this, they like cut. This, 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 put yeah. it together. I still have yeah. mine. We should play it on the air tomorrow. It's five minutes long. Which, from when? So from like my first job, like when I got out of Western, I went to broadcasting school, and I really wanted to work in Chicago. I used to email Mitch Rosen every single night, and we could probably find a couple of these. What would you ask him? What would you say? I would like beg. I'd be like, I'll come work for free. I'll work the overnight shift. Anything that you need. I'll take an unpaid internship. He'd never respond and to he me. Finally, he finally said, <laughs> no, yes, no, you can no, work yeah. for free. No, he didn't. I had to go to work in Iowa. And then I had to go work in Milwaukee, and then I just lucked out that he just got the job and came to Milwaukee. And then I was like, hey, Mitch, it's me. Remember the time when I emailed you? Who the hell are you? <laughs> I used to email you. I used to email, like, every program director. Did you Everybody. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Mark Chernoff. I'm like, hey, I'm Ryan Horvath from yep. Joliet, Illinois. Right. I, I uh, don't live in, uh, in New York. I don't talk New York. I hate the Yankees. <laughs> 
but I'll do anything to come work at your station, sir, because there's not many of these jobs out there. I sound like I'm from Chicago, but I'd yeah. love to work in New York. Yeah. No, you got to sound like you're from New York. Sorry. Oh, bearish. That's how it works. Yeah, now it's you don't really have to do that same type of thing anymore. There no. used to be all the creative things. Actually, you know this? I, I will say, Denton, who filled in on Tuesday, when he got in upstairs uh, at the fan here with the, the two D.C. stations we have, yeah. to Chris Kynard, who's the program director, runs, the, runs a lot of stuff here actually in D.C., he sent him a shoe, an actual shoe, and said, this is me getting my foot in the door. I love that. Awesome. I love that. Mm. See, Denton, Denton is the best. That's 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 a that's a bright young man yeah. right there. A real shoe. So. That's a bright real, young like, man. Ga- a game warm shoe. Yeah. So I don't remember if it was a new shoe or a stinky shoe. We'll have to ask him that next time he's on the show. Yeah. But I think it's a great story. I do too. Now to get in the biz, especially like sports gambling, all you got to do get a TikTok and go. The Lakers are seven and two in their last nine, and boom, you probably have a show. Try in the day, too. In occurrences. Just, Seven of nine occurrences. Just take a prop that's a minus 250 and say I that's like your best bet of the day. Josh Hader to win the C.Y. Young. God, it's, we're back tomorrow, Football Friday, BetMGM the tonight. C.Y. Young? Who are you? That's a wrap. Another show is in the books. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern for the next winning edition of BetMGM Tonight, live from BetQL.